What's up, everybody? This is your man, Ryan. And this is Ronnie. And together we are Team, Team Ryoni. Ryoni. And this is the 1111 Podcast. A little bit about ourselves. I'm from Florida. And I'm from Tennessee. We both attended HBCUs. And that connection brought us together. If it wasn't obvious by now, we're a couple. A couple with uh, strong opinions. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> no, seriously, though. We're here to talk about any and everything. We hear and we see a lot. And we just want to speak our thoughts. That's right. We'll be speaking on things we love, like music and all the crazy things happening in the media. And don't forget, we set the mood for the people. That's where we get serious, goofy, or even a little freaky. <laughs> freaky, huh? I said what I said. Oh, all right. So sit back. Chill out. And enjoy this episode of the, the 1111 podcast. podcast. Ryan got a case of the giggles today. It's okay, though. <laughs> What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? It's a new week. New week, new episode. Well, it'll be the end of the week by the time y'all hear this, but it don't matter. Regardless. Great um, week. Yeah. No matter when it is. Successful. Well, was it successful Black History Month? Yikes. Um, I mean, we have, we have some wins in there. We don't talk about that in, in the media. Um, Music. Music, music, music. This is how we start off every episode. Uh, this is how we doing it. What you got? Um, Tink had a new album called Hopeless Romantic. Yeah, and um, yeah, that, that album is, is pretty fire. It is. Like, I think Tink is one of those, like, underrated artists. Because I feel like I really don't hear, like, I put Tink and Tinashe kind of, like, in the same... Who? Tanasha. Oh, okay. I gotta put them in the same category because I feel like when you say their names, people are like, oh yeah. Like they know who it is. But if you ask them to name like three songs. They probably won't. And yeah, so they Yeah, Tink is very uh I don't know, she's just her. <laughs> like, yeah, but she's like, not too like, mainstream, but she's not really underground either. She yeah. just kinda like I feel like she has a good universal sound, like she's a vibe. Like, she's not just so, like, neo-soulsy, but she's not too, like, poppy. She's not too R&B. I mean, she's pretty freaky in this album. Oh, yeah. This album is it. I liked, uh, what was it? What was it? Was it Doggy Style? Doggy Style was good. That come, one was good. Come Get It. Come Get It was and great. And Freaky was, a, was some of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I like Freaky. I like, I pretty much like no, the whole the whole I album. Like all, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so. I I would definitely give it an eleven out of eleven. Me personally, uh, I would because I can't really think of a song where like when it comes on, I'm like ah, I'm 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 not giving it an eleven because it's like I didn't go back okay. and listen to it a lot. Maybe of times. ten, a ten out of eleven. I would, I give it a nine. I've listened to it like four times, so I I can say a ten. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna give it a nine. Only reason I wouldn't give it an eleven is because like you know how like the first time we heard Twenty Four Karat Magic, it was just on repeat. Yeah. Period, and right. we knew all the words already. Yeah, like, like we could literally sing the whole album Twenty Four Karat Magic from beginning to end, just us, acapella, no album in order. Karaoke winners. Yes. Turn up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm getting a 9 out of 11. But an album that I will give an 11 out of 11. <sighs> PJ Morton, the piano album. He just re released the same songs. Listen, but it's like, that's how far he is, though. Like, he can, he, but he can sing. He can redo the same songs three different ways, and I'm going to love each way separately. It was, um, it was cool. Definitely not 11 out of 11. Right? He, he gets an 11 out of 11. He in gets my eight. Book. An eight? Nah, uh, he's better than eight. I like no, because the songs are good, and I do think it's cool to hear. Like, I love say so, and to hear anything in a live version is cool. But I just want him to come out with more music, and I keep redoing the same music. I mean, this is on his first album. He had um, hold on, let's let's. He got uh gumbo. Then he did a live version of that, and then um. Then what's the album after that? Because uh, Say So's not on Gumbo. Yeah, no. Uh, whatever his next album was. 
give me one second. I'm about to figure this out. But pretty much he did the second album, and now this is kind of like the live version of the second yeah. album. So you see what I'm saying? He comes out with music, and then he just I mean, does the live lot, version of a the lot second of, A lot of people do live versions of their music, though. I, Paul, I, Paul, that's the name of the second album. I'm not album. saying it's anything necessarily wrong with it. I'm just saying, I'm not just going to be like, oh my gosh, PJ Morton, ah. Well, I'll, I'll be that. Oh my gosh, PJ Morton, 11 out of 11. <laughs> All right. At least you got Ryan riding for you, friend. Cause yeah, because... Um, don't depend on me. Whenever his... Okay, I, I go to the concert by myself then. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you... Because, you know, I feel like... You know, even though Black History Month has wrapped, like... Black music or music in general has just really been important to the black community literally through the ages. It got us through slavery. It was a way for the slaves to talk. It was through the civil rights movement. Just in each era of life, music has kind of like been our expression, our yeah, way music of freedom, is, right. you know? Escape. A way for us to tell our story, use our voices in areas that were not always accepted. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Correct. So I am going to ask you, like, well, I guess the first question is going to be if you had to think of black, I'm going to give you a category, like a musical category. Okay. And you give me a black artist that's like your top rated. Don't think about what people think would be the top rated. This is like your opinion, okay? All right, my opinion. Your opinion. Okay. All right, so think of like the old school groups, like the singing groups. Okay. Who would be your like top favorite? Mm, top favorite, man. Groups. R and B, hip hop, does it matter? Or... Um, let let's let's do R and B. R and B. R and B soul. R and B soul. Uh, it's either Earth, Wind, and Fire or the Isley Brothers. Mine's the Isley Brothers. And that's that on that. Yeah. I would probably, I would probably go with the Isley Brothers personally. I think Earth, Wind, and Fire is probably more popular. It's not about what's popular. I'm I know. You. I'm not, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll probably go um Isley Brothers. I know that's changed since <laughs> the first debate we had. Last I, season, and I have stood with the Osley Brothers um, the whole time. But yeah, yeah, I might, I might have to go with Osley Brothers. Okay. Um, who is better, Big Luther or Little Luther? Uh, you know, I really don't know the difference. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> like people be saying that stuff, but I just, I just listen to songs I like. So, uh, never too much, and all that. That's Little Luther, right? Yeah. Okay, so Little Luther. Okay. Gotcha. Um, if only for one night, that's Little Luther. Mm, that I might be bigger. I think I that's know. Big Luther. I mean, look, I like both Luthers, man. We I just like I Luther. Can, I, can't, I can't decide. <laughs> don't pick me Big Luther, Little Luther. It don't matter. Right. Just a it's, few, it's, few it's, pounds. It's Vandross, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Vandross is who I like. Um. Okay. What about who is your favorite <laughs> performer? In any category. Of all time? Of all time. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Beyonce. There's no other answer. <laughs> there is no other answer. Y'all be letting nostalgia get in the way of what's in your right mind. God gave you a real good mind. Y'all need to use it. Yeah, I mean, because Beyonce took, not took, learned from the the previous grades and just excelled like enhanced that I'm not about to get too deep into that conversation right now though because we I could can, literally I can, have I a go. whole Beyonce episode I, y'all it's not it's not even about Beyonce though it's about it's about the times like the what they dealt with back then and the exposure they had is different from the exposure and what they deal with now so seeing Prince Michael Jackson all those people back then 
was more of a luxury back then. We could see these performances every day, all Anytime, day. Yeah. So the 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 wow factor is not as much when yeah. you go to the shows. That's like, a lie. Huh? That's a lot. I still feel like it's still it's a difference in because even with the, no, I'm talking about it, no in, in general though. Like you, you're you feel a more you feel almost more connected to the celebrities now than you would back then because of social media because of what they're talking. Oh yeah, you, okay. You know what I'm so with that feeling like you closer to them, you're not gonna be as shocked. You're not gonna have as many people. Falling over, you know, you're not you're not gonna have that because like people feel like they've been there already. Gotcha. Like you can live through other people's. It's like seeing your homegirl. Like I'd already seen this before, and you know, right? Like yeah, so like it takes the wow factor away, but it's still great. Yeah, it's still great. That that doesn't take away from the greatness. It just takes away from that 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 initial shock or that you know what I mean. But that's I'm 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 gonna end that there because so. If you could bring one of the following celebs back for a concert, Michael Jackson. I didn't even give you. Oh my bad. Your option, <laughs> Liz and Linda. Okay. The artist formerly known as Prince. Uh huh. Whitney Houston. Uh huh. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Still Michael Jackson. Yes. Oh, man. I don't think I care to see Whitney Houston in person. Um, like she sings great, but like what, 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 what does she do performance wise? Yeah, uh, I've never really heard about like a Whitney Houston concert. Yeah, I don't. And, Nobody and Prince, Prince, I would like to see Prince too, but I, I would still, I'll still go with Mike over just because. I mean, I just always wanted to see him live. Like Prince is cool. I mean, I've. I've I've kind of seen Prince. I haven't seen no. I haven't seen him live. I've seen him on TV live. Um, I mean, we've seen Michael Jackson on TV. I guess live. I have seen. I have seen <laughs> Michael Jackson on TV. I remember live when too. the whole like special came on. You know, for his birthday, like when the Jackson Five performed. And yeah, all yeah, yeah. Time. I do. I do remember that. I remember Beyonce, watching that live. Yeah, I'm, I, I, Disney I, Child. I, Disney Child. Yeah, I definitely watched that live. So yeah. Oh my God, we're old. Um, you're old. I'm not old. You older than me. I'm turning twenty five. Um, the fifth time. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, Mike, Mike, I just feel like it was more entertaining. Mm, okay. Biggie or Tupac? <sighs> like strictly rapping or like. I'm just saying, Biggie or Tupac? Personality? You, nope, Biggie or Tupac. Okay, you can only keep one Biggie or Tupac. And all their work? Yeah. Ah. God. <laughs> That's still hard, man. I'm gonna have to go with pop. Keeping pop. I'm gonna keep pop. Yeah. Why? Cause man, pop. Pop is more. I think he was more versatile than Biggie as far as everything goes. Biggie was more lyrical, I think. Uh, but Pac had, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I think I rock with Pac a little more. I, <laughs> the song selection, um, the the he the movies he was in, um, uh, him giving back. Well, not giving. Well, you know, just him him speaking, speaking about it, up. speaking about the community, and I feel like he would have did some bigger things. If he would have stayed alive. I think he would have been a reality TV star too. Do you think that he's still alive? Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, he might be. <laughs> nah, I really don't think he's still alive. But at the same time, if he did show back up, I feel like we've seen weirder stuff. Or maybe I watched too many movies. I know this is kind of <laughs> off topic, but I remember it's this some kid that went to like a summer camp with me when I was younger. Yeah. His name is Ja. And his daddy was apparently like the world's biggest Tupac fan. Right. And I remember like we got into some random debate about like if Tupac was alive or not. Mind you, we were like, what, freshmen in high school? Mm-hmm. And that man like was legit like, I know he did. My daddy went to the funeral. He saw her body. Y'all not gonna tell me. So it was like, that means your daddy is a lie. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Let me tell you something about your father. <laughs> right. And your daddy was a lie. Boy, you that little boy was fit a fight. That that was funny. I don't know. I always think about that whenever people break it up. Bro, your daddy was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> your daddy asked it. Tupac mama ain't even say that. How you how your daddy How your daddy feel? <laughs> My daddy said he saw the body. But how? <sighs> Off topic. Sorry guys. Little <laughs> Ooh, flashback moment there. Um, okay. I feel like we do have to talk gospel music. Oh, okay. Because I feel like got black music, gospel music is like really big. So, who's your favorite black gospel artist? Um, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> is that typical? <laughs> I've done um melodies. I'm not well versed in the the artists in the in the gospel room. Like I know songs and I know people, but like I can't pinpoint every song with every artist. So it's kinda hard for me to choose. But I know Kirk Franklin, so Stomp on it then. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stick with Kirk. Okay. I think that's a good pick. Well, y'all let us know who some of your fa- favorite. And who was yours? Who are mine? Yeah, who are yours? I haven't been giving mine on none of the rest of them. So okay, all right, you're right. All right. This is about you. Why is it about me? Shine, baby, shine. Because you didn't ask me. <laughs> okay, you're you, right. Okay, you can ask me. Go ahead. All right. Who is your favorite gospel artist? My favorite gospel artist is somewhere between Tasha Cobbs and mm-hmm. Ty Trevitt. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Okay. Which is interesting, you know. I want, like to see Ty Trevitt up close now. It's oh, really yeah. bizarre. But... <laughs> <laughs> Still kind of starstruck, but yeah, I've always been into the you know I appreciate like old school Mississippi Mass Choir and uh, James Cleveland, you know all the old ones, but uh, you know I like I like a little uh, poppy background music to my worship. Yeah, songs. something lively, man. Something that makes you feel alive, not like you. I don't know. Dying. dying. <laughs> like, like, sounds dreadful. Somebody so at work the other day was singing. Have you ever heard that song, I Should Wear a Crown? I think so. It sounds really dead, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a song, real talk, you mostly only hear it at funerals. It's usually the song they sing when they're bringing the body out at the end. Oh, man, that's terrible. And so somebody at work was talking about how beautiful of a song it was. And I was like, bruh. It's literally about a song of what I'm going to do when I die. Like, can we not talk Can we not talk about this right now? So, yeah. Do you have any other categories you'd like to ask? Um, the best sing-along black song. Best sing-along black song? Yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me three. Three? Yeah. <laughs> like, this song's come on and you cut the music off. Is guaranteed to have everybody singing. Before I let you go, the Frankie oh. Beverly and Mays version, the yeah. original. Um, slob on my knob. <laughs> that was actually the first one that came to mind. <laughs> okay. I mean, think about it. You cut the music, people still singing. What people? Us. Us. <laughs> we are people. <laughs> we are the adults of now, okay? We it's, are the adults. It is us. We are Man. adults. Um what would be a third? Um for me, can we talk? Yeah. No, that's for everybody. I think that's a uh, you know, that's one you kinda hear everybody be. I don't know though, because I feel like people vibe to it, but I don't think nah, a lot of people know the words. People to it. well, cause you cut it you just cut it off on the chorus. Yeah, everybody. True. Every, everybody knows the chorus. All right, but I feel like the other songs, like people know the the verse and the chorus. But yeah, I'll do. Can we talk? Yeah. Just because it's my personal fave. All right. Anything good, else? Good music talk. Good music talk. <laughs> Media madness. Media madness. Meg the Stallion. I don't know if she's going to have another Man, hot girl summer. Free my girl Meg's music, okay? <laughs> like, these labels really out here hating. Yeah, so I don't know the full situation of this Meg Thee Stallion. So for those who don't know, Meg Thee Stallion. She went live to tell her story. 
okay. Did you not see the love? No, I didn't see the love. Okay, so pretty much, you know, she said that when she first signed her first deal, she was like, you know, she was young, basically. Like right. Like, 19, 20, something like that. You know, so she signed the deal, whoop-de-woo, she was cool. So when it came time for her to sign on with Rock Nation, you know, she got, like she said, she said, I just got real lawyers, real, you know, basically real representation. Right, somebody know what they're talking about. Exactly. And so basically they told her, like, hey, did you know XYZ was in your contract? And she was like, ah, dang, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So she pretty much went back to her old record label to try to renegotiate her deal. Right. To be a, no, well, she said originally when they first talked about it, you know, everybody was cool, everybody was copacetic. Like, it was like, yeah, cool, we can fix it, it's great. But as soon as she came back talking about renegotiating, she said everything just went left. Like, she talked about renegotiating, and it was like, <laughs> nope. So mm-hmm. now everything is at a standstill, right? And they're trying to come for my girl Meg. And I mean, I tr- rock, trust Rock Nation is gonna try to. Yeah, I think right now figure it out. Yeah, but but it's yeah. still who's she with right now? Um, what record? What record? Can't... Exactly, she's at the name of it. It wasn't one that I like, cause it's not like Sony or no joke like it. Nah, it's I don't know what it is. I'm just trying to figure out, like God, why is it that? Uh, I feel like we've learned nothing else from New Edition. We've learned that we need to read these contracts. <laughs> yeah, man, but I mean. You ain't gonna know that when you're young, or like you ain't gonna know how to how to handle that. Are you you thinking about? Let me get paid now so I can. I you mean, know, yeah, survive. but you still, if like, nothing else, I'm paying an attorney. Like I'm gonna do at least that much, like paying an attorney. Please look at this and tell me. Now I will say, you know, sometimes attorneys just be out for getting their money because sometimes they won't tell you all the clauses because they know, right? You know, later on that means that. They're going to have to, you know, you're going to use me when you go to trial for this. So, that's more money in the long run. But, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, I feel like, I don't know. I feel bad for Meg. And I need um, money back. So, this just in. She sued her, um, she sued that label. And the judge granted a temporary order allowing its release. Uh, like her, her music release. Oh, cool. Um, so, record label, 1501 Certified Entertainment. That's who it is. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's who you... So what she... What you were just saying. <laughs> 1501 Certified Entertainment is that label company that's trying to hold her back. But she just sued. And it looks like she's getting to release some of her music. Um, there's a lot of details in it that I'm not about to go through. But she got some type of a W out of this. And she has a tweet that says, New music will be dropping. Go, Meg. I can't wait. Because I need something better than uh, I'd rather be your B-I-T-C-H. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that was kind of mid. And I don't want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, you don't. Your lungs don't work. Right. Nonetheless. Um, uh, but let's go on to a more uh, another another black history uh, moment here. Um, honey Pot. You want you want to go into that since that's more your <laughs> expertise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, show expertise too. That's your area. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, for those of you all who have never heard of the Honey Pot, the Honey Pot is a brand. Um, it's a black-owned brand. The lady's name is Beatrice. Can't remember her last name right now. Nonetheless. Um, she came out with a feminine care line. It's literally everything from feminine wash, wipes, uh, pads, you know, she has a whole postpartum kit. Like, it's a whole thing. And the thing is, it's, um, the good part about it is that it's all natural. Because all of us know that, like, Summer's Eve is a thing and Vagisil is a thing. But let's be real, those things do not work. They throw your pH off because they're not natural. So it's not things that are supposed to be in your body. And uh, Beatrice Dixon, I actually heard her backstory once on another podcast that I listened to. She was, like, the person one day. And this was a really cool story because she said that, like, she had been suffering with, like, vaginal problems, you know, a mm-hmm. lot. And so she said that she went to sleep and she had a dream. And when she had a dream, an ancestor came to her. She said they were like sitting at a kitchen table and the ancestor told her to sit down and write down this recipe. 
And she's like, and this is going to help you. So she said she remembers writing down all the things like in the dream. And she said she remembered telling whoever that ancestor was in the dream, like, how am I going to remember this when I wake up? And she was like, trust me, you'll remember. And sure enough, she woke up. She remembered exactly what it was. She went and made it and she started it like on herself first. And she started noticing like using that formula on her. Mm-hmm. It cleared up all the issues that she had going on down there. And so she was like, oh, cool. So she started, like, you know, distributing it on her own, doing it on her own, building her brand. And so recently, like, she's came into a deal with Target. So now you can get her products at Target and you can also buy her products online. But Target um, has helped her kind of like with her branding, her packaging. Mm-hmm, go mainstream. Yeah. So it's been it's been a really cool come up. So that is a great, you know, for Black History Month on into Women's History Month. Go Beatrice Dixon. But white people started white people in. Right. Oh, my girl. And it's because Target came out with the ad. And matter of fact, we just gonna let y'all hear a little bit of it right here. My name is Beatrice Dixon. I'm the founder of The Honey Pot. In the beginning, it wasn't easy to like start this company. And there was a lot of times that it almost didn't happen. If Target didn't take the chance on us, we wouldn't be in all the retailers that we're in today. But what's really dope is they helped us with the product line, the packaging. They really like changed my life. The reason why it's so important for Honeypot to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she could have a better opportunity. That means a lot to me. Yeah, so you guys heard the ad. And so you know that last little two seconds at the end where she said that, you know, she's really excited to do this so that the next black girl entrepreneur have opportunity to blah, 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 whatever. Right. Y'all, white people tears heard around the world. Right. It's so it's a lot of comments now, like talking bad about it, talk about she's racist because of the comment. But why like, can't it, it be matter. for it's, all women? Yeah, like it's ninety nine percent excellent reviews, and there's one percent of bad reviews that just came because of this commercial. And the bad reviews aren't even about the product itself. Right. The bad reviews are about her being a racist. Oh, her being in the commercial. One of the funny ones that I saw was somebody said, why did she even use the word dope? Dope is bad. Why would we want to promote to the kids to use dope? And I was like... You idiot. That was one of the yes, one of the comments. I was like, Y'all are just and then there was this one black girl in there talking about, Well, I didn't really appreciate her uh her choice of words either. Somebody was like, What what was wrong with her choice of words? And she was just like, I don't know, I just didn't like it. <laughs> That's how she sounded through the comments. Stupid. That's the way she sounded. <laughs> Sounding like fucking mush mouth and yeah, dumb man. Donald or some uh, shit. Like. People, people are stupid. And to be honest, I'm kind of glad it happened because it like doubled her sales within the last couple of days or, or whenever the it went out. That's what she said. So, I mean, like, yeah, white people keep keep white people in, and, and, and feed her some, give her her coins. Right. And <laughs> I do appreciate her. Like, she did finally, um, the last thing I saw, she had did a comment with Essence Magazine. Yeah. And pretty much in it, she basically said, um, first of all, I don't know why y'all coming to me because this was not my ad. This was Target's ad. Like... (laughs) And she pretty much was trying to say that, um, you know, she kind of basically expected that this is what kind of would come from it. But she said that ultimately, this was just kind of like Target's commercial about Women's History Month and Black History Month, kind of like all in together. So, you know... She wanted to make sure that she spotlighted about the black women. Plus, Target is the one that did the editing of the commercial. So, it's obvious that they also felt it was important to include that part in it, too. So. All right. Yeah. Boom. Go, go um, talk to Target. Thank you, Target, so much. Because if I had to stop shopping with y'all, my feelings would have been hurt. So, <laughs> cool dose to you. A little more black girl magic. <sighs> yeah. So, on a, on a, well, I just keep being lighter. Um, Nia Dennis, uh, I forgot what school she at, but she's the gymnast, the viral gymnast that's been around the last couple of days that did the Beyonce routine and you know, she was, she's just fire. 11 out of 11 girl. <laughs> yeah. You get all that. Um, it was, it was great. Um, and I, I love seeing, 
I just love seeing us being us and being fire at everything. Yeah, like just Yeah, but it's like she she clearly took the gymnastics culture and put put her culture in it. It's like, yeah, I know this is what y'all usually do and especially somewhere where you hear more like, "Oh, Mickey, you're so fun. You're so fun. You're so <laughs> Is that still a thing? It is still a thing. Really? <laughs> um I only watch them when when black people get up anyway, so Shout out to Simone Biles too. <laughs> <laughs> She's the first uh first American to win a gold medal in, in every category every, or whatever. No, in every so, uh championship or whatever. Every okay, yeah. What yeah. Yeah. So But back to my girl. Sorry, Nia. We did not mean to cut you short. I don't I don't even know what her score was. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, whatever the high score the highest score is. Nia's? Yeah. I mean it had to be. If it was anything less, they was hating. Right. Like she and she landed like y'all. Every it was, it was smooth. Every too. pass was landed so perfectly and it flowed so well into the Next floor yeah. routine. Like the whole thing was flipping flawless, and I love it. I live for it. And she ended with the crown at the end. Like right, her teammates was hyping her up. Like they they knew she was about to go up there. And just, yeah. <laughs> take over. You know how when you have like a teammate that be super fine and you be seeing all the other little people perform? Have you ever felt that way? No? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. But it's like yeah. you see you see all the other I'm people. I'm a performer. What do you mean? I, I perform? Okay, you're right. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I, I perform. You, like, you do perform. Okay, all right. I'm not going to you short, babe. No, no, no. It was you're, the the best, you're the best performer I've no, ever seen in my no, life. See, nope, see, nope, nope. What? <laughs> Don't do that either. Okay. We gonna keep moving. But like, but you know how like you see a teammate and you be seeing other performances and you kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, y'all cute. But you know, good and well, you got that one teammate that's gonna come out there and like single handedly destroy mm-hmm. everybody. That's how they was hyping her up on the sidelines because yeah. it's kind of like they knew everybody. They all had that confidence of like Nia finna go up here and fuck the shit up. Right. I appreciate it. I'm here for it, girl. Right. Kudos, your applause, applause. What's your move? Hey, hey, Tell me how you really feel. You mad, bro? Uh, you must be mad. Ain't nobody got time for that. How you feeling? Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? We lit! Can I be real with you? 11 11 let you don't remember that? No. The, Tom <laughs> no. Joyner. Yeah, oh, that's was that the song that went with it? It was. It was just a bunch of like oh. band music behind it. Oh, okay. I mean, I know Tom Joyner did 365 Black. It's always a little known black history fact. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. So, but yeah, 365 Black because I'm black 365 days out of the year, not just a month, especially not the shortest month of the year. I mean, we got an extra day this year. Why are you complaining? What do you mean why I'm complaining? <laughs> I'm not complaining, actually. Um, so, Black History Month. Man, um, I think Black History Month is um, it is definitely something that's needed, but it shouldn't be the only time like of the year. It should be like... The most wonderful time. It, it, it should be highlighted more, I guess, in February, but like, it should never just be like... You know, it shouldn't be like Christmas decorations. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you take them out for February, and then with February, you just put them up for the rest of the year. Don't even think of twice about and it. And technically, but. nobody really thinks about it until after Valentine's Day. So you really only have 14 days. Yeah, right. Because they, yeah, they be hyping up Valentine's Day. You know, it's crazy. I was at work, and I was thinking, I work, the HR department, they do like decorations for all the holidays and all that stuff. And they sent an email out February 1st saying... Hey, we celebrate Black History Month. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> At least you got that. Because uh, we literally got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they still have white Jesus up in my job. So, you know. Oh, man. My job. They got they had Valentine's Day stuff. Now, they was well, March now, so they just started putting up uh, St. Patrick's, Day. Patrick's Day stuff. But, like, there was no, like, red, black, and green or nothing like that. You knew better. <laughs> I mean, not even no picture of MLK or nothing. You, you want like... too much. <laughs> at the very least, uh, you know, at Amari's school, uh, well, her teacher, not at her school, 
her teacher uh-huh. took it upon herself to teach the kids about Coretta Scott King for the whole month. Uh, just correct Scott King. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard her talking about that. Yeah, I thought it was Scott um... <laughs> the end. <laughs> At least it wasn't Martin. I mean, yeah, I mean, you Our still you should still know about him, but like, I mean, she already knows about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who she does. does. The other ones probably may not. not. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, how do you feel about Black History being a month? Um, I. Th- I think that um, I don't mind it. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. But like you said, I feel like I don't like the emphasis. I can't even say emphasis because I don't really truly feel like it is an emphasis as far as it's an advertising ploy for companies for the month. Yeah. Because let me go ahead and put out here how I love black people for the next 28 days Mm -hmm. so I can be racist to y'all. All the other days of the year. <laughs> right. But I'm, we're not racist because we told y'all that we were racially, you know, inclusive, inclusive diversity in and all that shit. Can we talk about that? Because that's something that's kind of been getting on my damn nerves. What's that? How people have been saying um, minorities now. Like black people can't have our own shit. It's minorities, meaning we have to, because you know. The things that plague you also plague the other minorities. The other no, black, not, like yeah, black like, and ra- the the brown people, brown yeah, people. Like, no, I'm talking about me as a black person. Yeah. <laughs> because the Latina community has their own like issues. issues that I would never know as a black person. Just like as a black person, I got my own. There are some things that are intersectional between us because right. ultimately we are. I really don't like us being called minorities either. Because I really feel like if you look at it on a grand scale of things, there are really more mixed race people than white people. But I really feel like that's another story for another. It, it is. I'm going to try to stay on topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't necessarily think Black History Month is wrong because, you know, we have a president every day. Well, we don't have a president right now because psh, who's in the White House? <laughs> but <laughs> we still celebrate President's Day, you know, to just recognize the others and you know you might learn about martin Luther king day in school but it's just that day you know independence day is a thing but you just use that day to recognize it or christmas you know you can do things for christmas the whole day but you just recognize Mm -hmm. that time during that particular day so i think having a month to celebrate black history isn't necessarily a bad thing however I think it needs to be, I don't know. It just needs to be taken more seriously. I mean, I, we just need to be taken more seriously year round. Yeah. Like, don't, don't try to hype it up for this short period of time. And then, and then just, yeah, like that's not. I don't understand why we just didn't do it in June with Juneteenth. Like to me, it would make so much more sense to. It would, but I mean, a lot of people, people still don't really know about Juneteenth, which is. It's more celebrated in certain areas. Because you have to think about it. It's because of the time frame that it got down to Texas. So you would expect for it to be like the further down south you go. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be a bigger deal versus some of the other places. You know what? I might want to do that. Take a trip to like Texas for Juneteenth. And see what they how they celebrate. I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna look up. I'm sure they get live. But I'm yeah, I'm sure. I, I would I would love to see that to be honest. Go to Houston or something like that. Yeah, that might be too commercial. I don't know. I've been I've been trying I've been trying to get to Houston anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas somewhere over the rainbow. Um, I would just like okay. So do you think that Black History should be incorporated into like the schools? Yes, absolutely. Like, why not? Mm, I disagree. Why don't you think they should be in schools? Because people lie. <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, like... from from the, okay, so it, it should be in the schools, truthfully, like the actual. Okay, but history. but technically, the white history that we're taught, like the actual quote unquote U.S. history, we taught. They lies too. Th- that's my point. So yeah. if that's lying, who? How are we really gonna say? Because okay, I mean, so from that perspective, then yeah, I mean, we we don't we don't want to just put lies out there or or like put this perspective of what it really wasn't. 
Especially like how they were trying to say that there were indentured servants and like, you know, the slaves used yeah, to yeah, help. Yeah. And in return, the slaves would provide them with food and shelter. No, that's yeah, not what those, the fuck this those, was. Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, accurate depictions of black history should be taught in schools um, along with the normal U.S. history. And that should be accurate, too. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it should be a, a whole class. Like, how you take... Because, you know, in high school, you take U.S. history. Mm-hmm. You take world history. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there should definitely be, like, a black, a black history. history class. Yeah. With somebody who's knowledgeable. Somebody who's going to be not biased or not... Uh, they're going to tell you how it is. And somebody be truthful. Gonna, yeah, be truthful about it. Um, be truthful about the past and the present. Right. But do you really think school systems are going to hide? Because, okay, just imagine that they make, they mandated that a black history class has to be there. Mm -hmm. Think of the private schools. Do you really think that, or not even the private schools, think about the the affluent neighborhoods, like mostly white neighborhoods where the teachers are mostly white. Do you really truly believe that they're going to let somebody who's actually qualified to come in there and tell the truth to teach that class? I mean, that has nothing to do with the original question. <laughs> <laughs> do we think it should? Yeah, like it should. Like I know the complications and all that stuff. And would, depending on those stipulations and all that stuff, it's like, I mean, I'll just teach them at home. Or, you know, we, we can come to the community service, a community, uh, community center or whatever, and teach there or something outside of school. But in a general sense, it should, it should be there. It should because people should know and, and it should be a non-biased um view of the truth like this is what actually happened like you know the government shot MLK no they didn't well they did but they they suffocated him yeah. all right my bad I ain't gonna get you into that <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm gonna I, get I, it, but, I, I ain't gonna get him a whole tub yeah right now but um no Umar but yeah like it should it should it should, it should definitely be in there just to get the the perspective and, and that'll help That'll help when the, the kids growing up, they'll understand where the older people are coming from. Because I think, I feel like our generation in general aren't teaching our kids as much as far as hate, racism, and all that stuff. Of course, we got the exceptions out there. Some people, that's just, just that's just who they are. That's who they're going to pass down. You can't help them. But I think our generation is, is kind of killing that. Mm, yeah, think, it's not killing it. It's, it's it, they're slowing the progress of. <laughs> I think our generation has stopped like the blatant racism. Like I think we can all saying, mutually yeah. agree, hanging somebody from a tree is not right. <laughs> right. Writing no color to loud outside is wrong. Yeah. Like I think we can all agree, and going back to that, we can agree is not right. But as far as them saying that. Oh, this child that lives in the hood deserves to go to school with my child. We haven't gotten that far yet. Because then it just turns into a matter of, well, what about the safety and the the premises? And as soon as something go wrong, they blaming that kid because of where he came from. You see what I'm saying? Like, that amount of racism still exists. Yeah, yeah. It's like the prejudice, the stereotypes and all that stuff. The stereotypes are will be harder to get rid of than, like, the blatant, like, everybody should be equal type. You know, the, the general, yeah, separate, you know, that general idea of, yeah, you should have the same opportunities I have. Um, but it's, it's it's really the, I don't see color people, probably. I think that's, I think um, that's where we, that's where our generation messes up, is that. Because I think that, um, like, some of my friends from high school, that's been a conversation I had with one of them in particular because they were like reminiscing on shit that happened, you know, high school or whatever. And I was like, bro, high school was trash. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure if you talk to any of the black kids, almost all of us will say the same things except the ones that were kiss asses, but we don't like them anyway. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, you know, when you talk to the white kids that went to our school, they had a completely different like outlook. Yeah, than we did because... <laughs> While amongst our peers, we was cool, except for that one Jewish boy that joked about us eating chicken and watermelon. So I joked about putting him in the oven. 
another story for another <laughs> day. But, oh, <laughs> but um, as far as what we had to go through with like the administrators, that shit was trash. And so when we try to explain to them, like they don't understand it because they're like, well, I didn't see and I didn't, you know, we were in the same place. Yeah. We didn't see. That's not true because that didn't happen. And it's like. You're not, you're not going to feel that way because you don't know the microaggressions or the orders. You know, you're just not, you just got, you're not going to understand. And I think that that's what the danger is. And that's what we're passing down to our kids. Because like I said, that blatant, you know, oh, they're black. We don't play with them. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of coming to an end. But it, it's more of a classism thing, I feel like, than a racism thing mm-hmm. with our age range. Because they still do look at, you know, oh, you live in a neighborhood that's not the greatest, which means nine times out of ten, you may not be. I might not want my child playing over your house. There might be cool, but you guys can come to my house. My kids are not coming to your house. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think teaching any type of, I don't think learning black history would. No, nah, that's that's that. not that's not gonna get rid of that. I mean, it, it, that's one of those things that it could help, but it doesn't hurt neither. Like I don't I don't think teaching it will do the opposite of trying to like get people together, get people get people to just like okay. each other or not even like each other, just deal with each other without any type of stereotype, racism, hate. In their heart, you know what I mean. Just like, just deal with people because they people. Like, and they, I, we are a long way from that because I mean, we we still, even on our side, we got us that whole grudges, uh, right? Which you know, rightfully so, wrongfully so, whatever the case may be. Um, I won't necessarily call it a grudge. I think that we are conditioned. It's post-traumatic syndrome, basically. Yeah, passed down. Not even passed down. Yeah, well, yeah. Some, I mean, it's a trigger effect, and then some of the stuff, stuff is still happening. So it's like yeah. both. It's like both. Yeah, so it is what's passed down. And because certain things keep happening, it kind of keeps like harping on what you've already been told. Right. So it's like, I've already been told X, Y, Z, and I didn't believe it, but then... This, this happened. happened, so now that means that that shit is still true. So we right. gotta keep. So it's rolling. like, dang, like I thought we grew, but it like every time you feel like there's progress, somebody else get killed by the police, right? <sighs> and the cop gets off again. Yeah. 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 How I many? But progress is all we can. That's literally all you can ask for is progress. No, um, no, I think that's that's aiming for the ground. Like, I mean, that's literally yeah, well, bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is bare minimum. But, like, I don't know. Maybe that's pessimistic of me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just living my life. I'm going to make sure me and my people, as good as I can, make it. Me and my people, meaning family, friends, school, <laughs> um... You know, if I can give back to my community and all that stuff, that's, I mean, that's what I'm doing. Any little black baby I can save, hopefully, from dealing with any of this shit, I would lit- I would give my own damn life to make sure that they didn't have to do it. Because I think that's just the biggest thing. Like, whether or not black history is taught in school, out of school, black history month is a thing, not a thing. Ultimately, just kind of wish that I don't want to have to talk to Amari about experiencing shit I experienced growing up, or the same shit that my mama experienced when she grew up, or the same shit Granny experienced when she grew up. Like uh-huh. I don't. There's. I'm tired of having generational stories that all sound the same. Yeah, that's tiring. Even if even if you only experience had one bad experience, like you hear everybody else talking about it, and it's like. I can't escape it. Like, yeah. That, that's what it feels like. I can't, where, where can I go? Right. Cause it's like, you, not, it's not an old timey story. And it's not just America. It's like, wherever you go in the world, you hear about stories about people just fucking with black people. <laughs> I remember when I went to the UK when I was in high school mm-hmm. and like, we saw a black dude that worked in like 
a CD store or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was asking us about America and all that stuff. And we were like, you know, how, you know, you, you a black man. He was like, oh, bloody hell no. <laughs> they fucking hate black folks over here. Like, it's damn near worse than over there. Like, I probably have a better chance of survival there than I do here. I was like, shit. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, that joint is real. And like, why? We ain't did nothing but be born black. (laughs) Literally. This was a birthright. Right. And in the famous words of, uh, why can't, Paul Mooney, everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, oh, I thought you was going to say something. Oh, no. I feel like that, that was the famous last words. Well, not last words, just the last words for today. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I ain't going nowhere. I got, I got a lot to live for. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to do. I got to live until I'm um, 602 years old. <laughs> 602. That's oh. a very specific number. I want to be a vampire. I would, I, would, I would like to live as long as I can, as long as I'm healthy. As long as I'm walking and using the bathroom by myself. <laughs> Um, and I, I can, you know, I can go for a jog every once in a while, at least. Well, no, I don't have to go for a jog per se. I need, I want to be up and moving and active. Yeah. Like I, I, I need to be able need... to like walk my dog without assistance. Right. I don't need no walker, no cane, um, no wheelchair. But your leg is already broke. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you follow us <laughs> at Team Rioni. That's T-E-A-M. R-Y-O-N-N-I. And that is on Instagram, Twitter, and we're 1111 on Facebook. And that is the word 11 and the number 11. E-L-E-V-E-N-L-L or 11. All right. Subscribe. (laughs) E-L-E-V-E-N 11. All right. Subscribe to us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Share this with 11 people. Rate us, please, please, please. Um... And let us know what y'all think about black history. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, this is your man's Ryan. And this is Ryan. And this has been another 1111 podcast. Bye.